0: I will now start the recording. (laughs) Okay, I have now started the recording (laughs) for the audience back home. I just spoke for about 20 minutes without any, 15 minutes without any recording. So it went to uh, the Akashic Record only, not for the human consumption. And I was just saying that (coughs) uh, chapters 1 through 7 give um, a kind of nice sequence of core Taoist or Tongsu's Taoist teaching on the Zhenren and that the Zhenren um, is uh, as he she is not specifically because of only practice which you know moves the Kundalini from root to crown (coughs) or associates with seven chakra rebalancing or cultivation coordination uh, but deep mind attitudes change on the path too. And I was talking about <laughs> in the uh, missing 15 minutes there, um, the link between learning the way, the, the third purpose, purpose of third density to learn the ways of love uh, and making peace with powerlessness. Love and powerlessness, not love and death. It's really accepting the death of the capacity to get what I want and get rid of what I don't want in specific cases. There are many, 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 many things that we want, we can't have. We have, we can't hold. We want and like, want to hold and can't hold. Uh, Don't like and can't get rid of, uh, you know, unsuccessful desire, the desire to... obtain and and retain, obtain and retain, and the desire to get rid of or uh, be without uh, much of that that cannot be um, obtained or retained or eliminated we have to accept, (laughs) unless you're going to keep fighting. And so, unless you, rather than try to control what can't be controlled can't be controlled. Uh, we go the way of love and acceptance, and that means making peace with powerlessness. And and that doesn't mean I'm powerless all the way. It means I'm just powerless in this specific case regarding this desire or preference. Uh, and the, the 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 heart core Taoist teaching here um, is really about how to live a good, how to live the good life, how to fulfill. Um fulfill our obligations uh and accept our de- our fate and destiny fate and destiny and it's not fatalistic it means in some cases we cannot change circumstance some circumstances cannot be changed uh, why we'd want to change them because we don't like them or we want more or we want to hold uh some benefit but we can't some things can be held, sure, but but lots of things we want to hold we can't indefinitely hold. Good things we want to hold and keep. Likewise, bad things, what we don't like, can't get rid of or can't prevent. Um, this acceptance um, is associated with um, making peace with destiny, uh, meeting, welcoming, or, or having a positive relationship to fate and destiny. What what is beyond our control and that um, perspective that some things are out of our control to change or have as we wish. Uh, And then this view from the middle of chapter five, that life and death are the same story, acceptable and unacceptable on a single string the equivalence of polarity, uh, all light as polarized, all phenomena of the subjective, you know, the illusory subjective mind, right, run by memory and identity, dropped, moving out of sixth density, beyond subjectivity is beyond polarity. Within the realm of subjectivity, we're in the realm of duality, polarity. And therefore, we'll continually face the polarities, countless polarities, I like, I don't like, I have, I don't have, there's life and there's death, there's acceptable and unacceptable, wanted, unwanted, dot, dot, dot. Okay. So, conscious, subconscious, past, present, future, self and other. You know, so, the realm of, um, uh, <laughs> of a hum, of the mentally fashioned, the hum, self, you know, eighth fetter, not yet broken, is the realm of duality, which is polarity, which means continual facing of what I like, what I don't like, what I can, what I cannot change. And so the the zhenren freedom, the freedom of the zhenren who's made all things equal or seen the equality of things, um, has a, partly their existential freedom is based on an acceptance of of life as it is, which is its polarized nature, and the fact that much is out of our control. Some is, some isn't. And we therefore have to make peace with this so-called fate and destiny, as well as fulfill obligation. And for the purpose of not having our virtue impaired, having a body impaired, like no-toes, all these no-toes fellows, they lose their nose, they lose lose their toes... Uh, In these anecdotes, uh, body impaired may happen. Uh, Social impairment may happen too. That's called loss or uh, dishonor or um, blame. So there may be interpersonal impairment socially. There may be physical impairment by loss of body function or parts or whatever, ill health and sickness. But there need not be impaired virtue. The, Tao the Ching, virtue, and virtue is again power. And that's very much like Six Chakra, because uh, power, you know, the the original meaning of uh, spiritual power was um, in tr- had intrinsic virtue. There, there's no great. No, there's no great without right. The the I Ching would say Chinese philosophy understands that that the truly great is also righteous. Likewise, fully developed six chakra demands, um, what I would imagine is a fully, uh, highly developed six chakra demands near fully developed fourth and fifth or green blue crystallized healer like that. So then, uh, trying to close up (laughs) chapter five, jump into chapter seven and concluding with chapter six in chapter five, another story. Of an ugly man named Ai To and another uh, fictional account of uh, Confucius uh, <laughs> being used by Laozi by, by Zhuangzi to um, stand in for the jenren, or or stand in for the one who needs a jenren to teach him. And this is the case of uh, the Mister Ai Taibo, who was so ugly <laughs> that. Um, people uh, would be shocked. Meanwhile, ugly enough to astound the whole world, but he chimed in but never led. He knew no more than what went on right around him. Men and women flocked off to him, flocked to him. Um, He never took the lead, always chimed in with other people, very much like Chauncey Gardner in Being There. Very fine film. If you want to see one version... Of something akin to resonant with the Dao, with the genre. Look at the movie um, being there with uh, Peter Sellers. Believe it or not, that's really Peter Sellers. Yeah, it's hard to believe that actually. Um, then this I title who um, uh, was offered the state and didn't take it. Um, we're talking about how does uh, how what what's going on with him, <laughs> and so um, Confucius here in this story is a stand-in for Zhuangzi and and Dao is teaching, and so uh, mid page one fourteen in this discussion with Confucius about this man, uh, the Duke says, "Now I title this." man, ugly man, says nothing and is trusted, accomplishes nothing and is loved. So the people want to turn over their states to him and they're afraid only that he won't accept it. It must be that his powers are whole, though his virtue takes no form. So now, which is the word for power, which is the word for virtue? One of them at least, if not both, are associated with the... So the powers are whole... His virtue takes no form. Likewise, you can say his virtue is whole or uh, unimpaired, and his power is formless. So, formless, whole and formless, power and virtue. And so, Duke I um, asks, what do you mean when you say his powers are whole? And then here we get to this, the pith teaching bottom page 114 Confucius said life, death and you'll see the, these are the polarities on a single string life, death, preservation loss, failure success, poverty riches, worthiness unworthiness, slander fame, hunger thirst, cold heat, these are the alternations of the world, the workings of fate Okay, so polarity is in the camp of the destined, the fated, the that which cannot be changed. The unchangeable is the fated, and that's polarity. Polarity as a fated. Mm. In the world of polarity, in the octave, <laughs> below six chakra, it's all polarized, right? The realm of uh, dualistic consciousness, right? Not yet realizing uh, non-duality, or certainly at least not unity. So all of these alterna- alternations of the world, polarity, the workings of fate, day and night they change place before us and wisdom cannot spy out their source. Right? Who knows where they come from. Therefore, they should not be enough to destroy your harmony. They should not be allowed to enter the storehouse of spirit. Chen, shen, shen if you can harmonize and delight in them, and that's the challenge, right? Harmonize and delight in them, master them and never be at a loss for joy, which is, uh, I don't think that, (laughs) there are too many people, even great teachers. Anyway, master them and never be at a loss for joy, if you can do this day and night without break and make it spring with everything, mingling with all and creating the moment within your own mind. This is what I call being whole, in power, whole in the, or greatness. And so, all those polarities, and that's the eight world, just like the eight worldly winds in Buddhism. What we like, what we don't like, affecting the body, affecting our finance, affecting our relationships, affecting our social position and place in the group. What I want, what I don't want, the preferred and the unpreferred. Um, Day and night, they change place before us. Wisdom cannot spy out their source. Who knows? We may know somewhat of my distress, as an example, like emotional catharsis. I may know a bit about it, psychologically, but I don't know the whole of it at all. I mean, the greatest fool on earth is the one who thinks that he knows so greatly. And the, the world is filled, of you know, the leadership positions of the world are filled with fools. Massive, unrepentant fools. Because they think they know so much. And they know nearly nothing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Compared to what may be known. They know nearly nothing. Nearly nobody can admit that here. It's a a pity. Therefore, they keep recycling in 3D. Because they're so arrogant in their vast ignorance, we all have vast ignorance. It doesn't mean we have to make a big thing out of it. (laughs) But don't presume. Don't presume what shouldn't be presumed. But... Uh, wisdom cannot spy out their source, wisdom cannot spy out their nature. Wisdom cannot determine the whole of anything. Understanding is not of this density. More than that, knowing is sunya. (laughs) You know, uh, vijnana is sunya, uh, vijnana, conceit-based vijnana, ahamkara-based vijnana, consciousness. Even consciousness is born of ignorance. Gautama it's Vijnana, born of ignorance, not, not Chit. So, <laughs> not knowing that, they go bouncing into the walls and, and think themselves grand. Mm-hmm. So, so, so silly, you know. <laughs> Many of us, SMH upstairs. If you can harmonize and delight in them, master them and never be at a loss for joy. I don't think that's realistic. <clears throat> Meaning, I think that we should not expect to be never at a loss for joy or never out of joy or always in joy i I mean i've seen great teachers they're not walking around in joy but they're deeply well i mean they're beyond well but it's not the same as the joy we think of as um as vibratory if you can do this day and night without break and make it spring with everything make it spring with everything it's always spring there is that that you know we are, in, we are sensitive to conditions, <laughs> so <clears throat> it's not so easy to make it spring with everything in wartime, or in the time of genocide, or in the time of tribulation, heavy pressuring, or in the time of so much loss for so many, or the time of so much dukkha and, and suffering and pain for so many. It's folly to think you can make it spring with everything all the time now at this time in human history don't imagine it i mean be realistic you know <laughs> don't be a fool don't be foolish we're not fool we're not fools because i think we realize how little we know that doesn't mean we know nothing but it means the 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 cloud of knowable things is infinite near infinite and our perspective is very limited here fine that doesn't mean i'm a shithead it just means you know <laughs> i can see that my headlight has a limited illumination. my headlight, my lamp headlamp has an, a limited s- span or range of illumination that's all that's called that's empowering, not weakening to me that's hugely empowering, hugely so but the key here is that these this polarity is unworkable. you can't change polarity it is. And that means again and again and again um, what we want is deteriorates and what we don't want returns. It may be minor, it may be major, it may be a lot of minor. Um, but knowing that that's part of fate and destiny um, they should not be enough to destroy your harmony. They need not be enough to destroy our harmony if we deeply accept the powerlessness of um, of many instances of circumstance. I can't get rid of it. I can't get what I like and hold it. Okay. Cannot obtain. Cannot retain. Cannot eliminate. Okay. I want to try to make peace with that. That's all. They should not be allowed to enter into the storehouse of, of spirit. Shin. Six chakra. Six chakra need not be... Blocked. I mean, I, I'm not fully activated six ray, but one need not. It's like one can face an existential threat without fear. One knows this is an existential threat, and fear need not arise. No fear, but it's an existential threat, and I may die physically die right now. That kind of thing. I mean, that's very high to be free of fear. Of fear, very only, only Atman. Or maybe even leaving Atman can be free. I would imagine that only the Arahan is free of fear. Even the non-returner or the uh, Aham or uh, higher self, Atman, the so-called you know unified se- self-consciousness. It's not really free. It's a love one, yeah, but it's actually not free of duality fully. It's still involved in memory and identity. It still has fear. If you, have memory, if you have identity associated with memory, there's still going to be some fear because there's still the belief in a substantiality to protect that may be threatened and harmed. The only way to be without fear is to be without a, an identity to protect. And that can go to psychosis, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so only breaking the, the final fetters, I would imagine one is free of fear. So okay, we still may have fear. But the more we can accept that all the polarity is on a single string and um, need not be enough to destroy harmony, need not enter the storehouse of spirit or heart, the chitta chittakash you know, heart sky, uh, or that's a awareness sky, or hridayakash, heart sky, as Nityananda said, it's very much like six chakra awareness. It seems very much like self-realization. Although, you know, there's, that's not the end of the line. Uh, that need not be harmed and when it is temporarily eclipsed or occluded, like the clouds covering the sun, the sun remains. It's just occluded. It's just eclipsed. You know? The, so if you can harmonize and delight in them, That's great. Master them is that harmonizing with them. Harmonizing with them leads to some delight. And at that point, it's really not fully delight in them. You don't, I mean, who the hell delights in hunger and unworthiness and slander and failure and poverty? It's lame to expect somebody can delight in that, but one can acknowledge this is right and training. It's hard training, the training of acceptance. Making peace with, making peace with equals harmonizing with, delight in them. So delight, <laughs> it's not very, it's not as delightful as uh, pleasant worldly winds, but um, one can be relatively light, light handed with them, and then do it day and night without a break. Good luck. Only the genuine, only I mean, again, you know, I think <laughs> only one beyond higher self would would be able to epitomize this teaching fully. Mingling with all and creating the moment within your own mind, right? So there's a counterpoint to circumstance, it's called mind. And it's self-illusory, selfhood-based vijnana or non-dual chit, meaning lower mind and higher mind or manasic to buddhi to sat uh, that's the path, but uh, within uh, our mind is, within mind or in, of mind, is the solution to the ail- the illness of mind. Mind cures mind, actually, or spirit cures mind, but spiritualized mind cures um, misidentified mind. The mind that identifies with mind-body and is super attached to preference is healed by the spiritualized mind that uh, has a perspective beyond polarity, which is that polarity exists on a single string. Polarity, the two is a one. It's two, but the two on a single string is a one. It is two, and it's a two that's a one. And it's inevitable. <laughs> it is fate and destiny. There is a lot going on here, if you didn't notice, like that, that happens that we don't initiate consciously and we can't control to our preference, in accord with preference. So then, from this discussion of his powers are whole, there's the next question, what do you mean when you say his virtue takes no form? And I think this is kind of interchangeable. Power and virtue are whole and formless. It's not simply virtue takes no form and power um, is whole. Virtue is whole and power is formless too. So, the is uh, um, whole and formless. The only whole is formless. Because if it's form-based, it's polarity. Uh-huh. So, the only... Uh, non the, the only wholeness is non-formal. It's informal. Let's uh-huh. be informal. It's non-formal. It's a-formal. A-formal, non-formal, formless is where one will find um, the single string. And the formal uh, represents the, the elements um, of polarity. Anyway, what do you mean when you say his virtue takes on no form? And Confucius, or Zhongsu, speaking through Confucius, says, Among level things, water at rest is the most perfect. Therefore, it can serve as a standard. It guards what's inside and shows no movement outside. Virtue is the establishment of perfect harmony. Ah, Though virtue takes no form, things cannot break away from it. And so, this is super high <laughs> philosophy. So water at rest, the most perfect level thing. It finds its own level. It comes naturally to its own level. What does it mean? In harmony with gravity and form, um, physical laws, laws of physics, and we can say laws of metaphysics for us. Laws of physics and laws of metaphysics need to be respected, appreciated, not not combated, not struggle. Don't struggle against the laws of physics. Don't struggle against laws of metaphysics. Don't struggle against karma. Don't struggle against what is and is beyond our control. So water, without struggle, to the nature of form, the form in which it finds itself, and uh, the laws of physics, and I'm sure metaphysics, but in this case physics in which there's gravity and magnetic attraction that holds the water together, dot, 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 all the laws of physics that make water what it is, all the laws of physics that make water act as it does, are respected, as well as it's harmonized with its form, with the surrounding form it finds itself within, within which it finds itself, right? The form of a riverbed, the form of a puddle, the form of a cup, the form of, you know, uh, a globule. Uh, it respects form, it, it makes harmony with its form, with, with formal conditions as well as um, the greater laws of, of the dimension laws of physics and laws of metaphysics and therefore it can serve as a standard okay water so the water course way somebody used as a title of Tao Te Ching or something it guards what's inside shows no movement outside very, all this is a really very <laughs> concentrated uh, wisdom teaching here Guards what's inside it protects itself it doesn't hurt itself it's careful not to be cut down midway it doesn't want you know it's deeply self loving but it's not a an narcissism and it's not even the love of a statement of love it's um, deeply self preserving but what is the self <laughs> it's beyond preference it's the it's uh, the wholeness of the source of of being or the nature of its being guards what's inside doesn't guard what's outside it conforms or adjusts adapts is flexible to what's outside to the form it takes the shape of the form it, it makes peace with the form its formal conditions and shows no movement outside it rests water at rest right so it's not just water moving we live our life like water in mof in motion We, um, you can say that our life is really like water, the, uh, polarity of movement and stillness. There's movement and rest. There's motion and rest, motion, and then no motion called rest. Okay. Um, there is a huge value to studying the nature of water, knowing deeply how water, you know, what makes water, water, (laughs) H2O. And so, the metaphysics of water is a very big deal. And um, water, this is the little blue planet, right? The sad blue planet. Sad little, little blue, sad planet. The sad little blue planet. It's not the planet sad, but humanity is pretty sad. But water is key here. And so, this is a very huge opportunity for um, intensive training in the ways of water. Mm -hmm. The ways of water. Water at rest is more perfect than water in motion, though we need to know how water in motion is too. Both respect the uh, environmental form in motion and at rest. Um, Both in some way do guard what's inside for sure, but at rest then there's no movement outside. So resting water. (laughs) Be like resting water. Mm. Virtue, the, or power, or six ray, uh, is the establishment of perfect harmony right? Perfect blend of love wisdom is intrinsic to six ray activation, six chakra, right? The bodhisattva, the perfect blend of wisdom and compassion, right? Blue ray, green ray. Uh, seek ye, to seek ye truth and discernment. Love truth and seek discernment uh, in honesty. Naturally, green ray will be well developed because you're seeking. Um, you know the culmination, uh, the immediate, prox- proximate culmination of green red being blue right, right? Green blue, the green blue center. Ah, Ra said there is ultimately for no uh, green ch- fourth chakra, fifth chakra are two sides of the same coin. It's the chakras of Vijñana. Aha! It's the chakras of Vijñana, rather than the chakras of Rupa. One two three. So Rupa, Rupa chakra. One two three. Vijñana chakra, 4-5. And then, uh, what? You know, prana chakra, being Um, 6-7. Omkara chakra, being 6-7. Atman chakra, 6-7. Something like that. Spirit complex. Shen Chinese. Anyway, um, though virtue takes no form, things can't break away from it. You could meditate on this, just this paragraph on page 115, you'd do real well. It's pretty deep. So, virtue is the establishment of perfect harmony, the power, true spiritual power, the power of being, the power of um, harmony with source or harmony with true nature, six the harmony of what? The harmony of doing, not doing. The harmony of acting, not acting or moving in stillness this is pretty damn great actually if we one can one can be with that harmony or, or return naturally by default to such harmony, then this virtue th- this perfect harmony, like water at rest or water in general that also rests this perfect harmony is establishing virtue it establishes the and power, true power, and also is very much activating Sikha Chakra, obviously. Because it takes love and wisdom to get to such harmony. Eh, it takes understanding or acceptance and knowing, accepting and understanding, deeply accepting, deeply understanding, therefore knowing with this blend of accepting and understanding, this is green-blue. And that is the harmony or the balance, yeah, that's the real healing and balance, that's the balance that leads to, um, you know, perfect harmony or harmony. Harmony as non-dissonance, accord, Um, you know, true accord. That's virtue, but it's formless. So virtue takes no form. It ain't a thing. It ain't the same as uh, socially performed rites and rituals, benevolence and righteousness at the court for personal gain. It depends on the mind, of course. It's not the, the deed that, that determines the consciousness. It's the mind performing the deed um, that that manifests the consciousness of the actor in the situation. It's not the action. The you know, two people doing the same act have a very different motivation, different different consciousness. So, one must break that fetter. So, but <clears throat> perfect harmony. Um, According, understanding that polarity is on a single string, deeply accepting um, that fact of ceaseless polarity. Right, uh, fire is the the mother of all things, as Heraclitus said. Continual strife, continual strife, is is harmony, <laughs> or making harmony with that. But that strife is polarity, and that's creation, and that's life. So called life uh, that powers light, that manifests as polarity, <clears throat> is of continual uh, polarity or vibration, is, is continually, you know, living. Life is living. Life is what lives. And, um, you know, uh, the source is not living, <laughs> the source is pre. Life. The source gives life. Right? yeah, We have some beautiful big butterflies and creatures right in front of me here. <laughs> infinity gives rise. Infinity gives life. Intelligent infinity gives life. It is prior to life. <laughs> it's the source of life. The breath uh, of life is of of a source. So... Uh, being of that source just like Ross said that uh, service to others is automatic at the energy liberated by the six chakra activation the upward spiraling light the north pole south pole meeting behind the six chakra or at six chakra energy liberated by that attainment service to others automatic yeah virtue is automatic because there's no duality there or it's moving out of duality and that's naturally of love wisdom radiant shining love light for all all right now, um, finally, <laughs> uh, page 116, the last I want to read from chapter 5, uh, basic straight-up teaching <laughs> of philosophy. So, the sage has his wanderings. For him, knowledge is an offshoot, promises are glue, favors are a patching up and skill is a peddler, and he doesn't need any of that. The sage hatches no schemes, so what use has he for knowledge? Meaning uh, uh, unnecessary knowledge, let's say. He does no carving, so what use has he for glue? He suffers no loss, so what use has he for favors? To make up for the loss. He hawks no goods, so what use has he for peddling? These four are called the heavenly gruel, or po, or rice soup. The heavenly rice soup. Heavenly gruel is the food of heaven. And if he's already gotten food from heaven, what use does he have for men? Meaning getting food from men. He has the form of a man, but not the feelings of a man. Not the sentiment and attachments to preference. Since he has the form of a man, he bands together with other men. Since he doesn't have the feelings of a man, right and wrong cannot get at him puny and small, he sticks with the rest of men. Little body. Massive and great, he perfects his heaven ten alone. Very heavy paragraph there. 116. The sage has his wanderings. He wanders. The sage is a wanderer. No doubt. Knowledge is an offshoot and since he doesn't make schemes, he doesn't need knowledge. So the knowledge associated with scheming. Is unneeded. He doesn't seek, you know. Don't seek heaven on earth. <laughs> seek heaven in heaven. Seek heaven. The kingdom of heaven is within. Here, in a higher dimension, the heaven kingdom of heaven is seen everywhere. But here, uh, though we may see that that this world is the pure land, it's very doable. Um, we also have highly distorted humans here, and and highly distorted, you know. We have our own stuff that are, are blockages and distortions we cannot even see. And then there's 3D. So, <clears throat> But he's not... The sage hatches no schemes and has no use for knowledge. It's an offshoot. It's an irrelevant. It's a, it's a tertiary or a tangential. It's an unnecessary. Why? The kind of knowledge needed for hatching schemes. Because he's hatching no schemes. He doesn't need that kind of knowledge. And that, that also means drop what you know you don't need. I mean, I can listen to uh, an interview talking about this, that, and the other thing that's interesting. But at a certain point, I might realize that I just don't need that level of detail. I'm not interested in specializing. I don't want that level of detailed knowledge. So that's another case. But certainly, if one's not scheming, one doesn't need the knowledge, of clever, knowledge for that clever action. Then he does no carving. What use has he for glue? So promises are glue. He, he People who give promises are gluing. What are they gluing? Well, they're trying to put something together. And so does no carving, meaning he's not cut things up. He accepts what is broken as broken, what is whole is whole. I mean, you can act whatever you want, but some that is broken cannot be made whole. Some that is whole cannot be made broken. Some that is... Some things or phenomena that are whole can never be broken, but they may be whole and harmful, wholly harmful, <laughs> and cannot be broken. Then they may be uh, wholly good, like God or truth, and cannot be broken. But um, fallible humans may break, uh, may may have broken understanding. So, uh, no use for glue or promisings. Uh, because he's not breaking things up that need to be patched. He suffers no loss. What use has he for favors? Favors are a patching up. So if you're not suffering loss and doing carving, you don't need glue and favors, meaning promises like favors, um, to try to win people to your side, like Mr. Politician, right? And a uh, campaign mode. Uh, He hawks no goods. What use has he for peddling? I don't need to uh, do promotion. I trust that I'll make enough money from counseling. (laughs) Like that. Uh, I don't need followers. I'd like to just speak freely. And um, that's good enough for me. And if I go into penury, so be it. These four are called heavenly gruel, heavenly food or sustenance, food of heaven, Gotten food from heaven, what need does he have from men? And that's definitely a, a principle. The more you get from the kingdom of heaven within, the less you need to take from humans and man and 3 D and society. You do whatever you want. But if you've had... I mean, the reason that great beings have no desire or nearly no is because they already live in the fulfillment, uh, in, in great fulfillment. Those desires are not... They, they would bring a lesser fulfillment than the fulfillment they already enjoy <clears throat> it's like I'm not even interested in thinking uh, profound thoughts in some states of samadhi because I'd rather stay in the samadhi without uh, it, the, the certain wisdom thoughts and intuitions that may come to me I feel are inferior inferior to uh, the, the sustained uh, samadhi or quiet mind something like that So if you've gotten something great, you don't need that which is lesser. You do whatever you want. But in general, if you've eaten a big meal, you don't need to keep eating. So then finally, he has the form of a man, but not the feelings of a man. Since he has the form, body of a man, he bands together with other men. Right? I look like a human, don't I? Since he doesn't have the feelings of a man, right and wrong can't get at him. Well that's a great attainment. <laughs> that that's super duper freedom from the eight worldly winds or these polarities on a string. Puny and small, he sticks with the rest of men. He's got a little human diggity dog body. Yep, that's all we got in this body. <laughs> that's all the body is. That's not all we got really, but that's all we got with the body is a very corruptible flesh that uh, falls apart. And if you don't wash it after a few days, it gets kind of smelly, kind of funky to do. It's a weird thing. I had a client years ago. She knew herself as a wanderer. At one point, she was in some kind of <laughs> strange state of mind <clears throat> and looked at people talking. And from a distance, looked at somebody's profile or silhouette and saw them talking. And she, her immediate thought was, words come out of that? <laughs> this flesh skull a flesh covered skull words come from that she marveled so this is associated I think with puny and small the nature of the form and the body he sticks with the rest of men uh, yeah you know uh, I'm I'm human in drag I'm so pretending to be or doing my best and meanwhile you know we have very human tendencies too of course massive and great he perfects his heaven alone So, the Great Ones really are massive in terms of their awareness. Now, um, what I want to do is I'm going to read a little bit from Chapter (laughs) 7. Are you high? Uh, I'm going to read a little from Chapter 7, and that'll close all I want to do from Chapter 7. And it'll be a short class and then next week we'll go into chapter six, like sixth ray. Uh, page one forty six. Uh again a synopsis of core Taoist teaching on the way of the Jenren, Jiangsu's um pith teaching. Um how to be well in the world of men. To go along with men, but not have the feelings of of common, ordinary folk. To be in the world, but not of it. Uh, To be human, but not only. (laughs) Making peace with being human, and knowing that's not only, or all, I is. Not all I is, is human. Meaning, this personality, my body. And so, middle page 146... Changsu said, do not be an embodyer for fame, do not be a storehouse of schemes, right back to this the heavenly gruel, do not be an undertaker of projects, do not be a proprietor seller of wisdom embody to the fullest what has no end and wander where there is no trail hold on to all that you've received from heaven But don't think that you've gotten anything. Be empty, that is all. The perfect man uses his mind like a mirror, going after nothing, welcoming nothing, responding but not storing. Therefore, he can win out over things and not hurt himself. And so, this idea of um, don't uh, seek, uh, you know, keep keep your virtue unimpaired. Power is formless. Virtue is formless. Uh, Keep your virtue unimpaired. Keep your life unharmed. Keep yourself as much unharmed as possible. Nothing wrong with that. So win out over things means not get uh, tossed and turned by the worldly winds or the polarities on a string. Um, And don't hurt yourself. So don't Don't make, you know, we're not seeking fame, but uh, uh, tweaked a bit to our own experience, perhaps. Don't be an embodier for fame means don't don't be attached to um, praise or people wanting you or liking you. Don't be attached to others' regard, meaning whatever they think of you, they think of you. Don't be attached to needing people to like you or love you. I mean, it doesn't mean act harmfully. (laughs) It just means people accept that people will uh, know you as well as they can. They'll accept you as much as they can. Uh, They'll regard you as as just as they do. They may like you. They may not like you. It may be unstable. That means they're unstable. Uh, Commonly. They may not even think about any of it, or they may think you're nothing. I mean, it was a shock to me long, long ago, realizing that nobody in the world gives a shit about me. Nearly nobody. Maybe five people, ten people, twenty people. Nobody else. I'm nothing to everyone. I'm nearly nothing to everyone. So are you. You're nearly nothing to everyone. If you fall down on the street, they might pick you up, help you get up. But other than that, you're nothing to them. They don't think about you. They don't think. Most people don't think about other people. I don't think about the people I don't know. I don't know them. How can I think about them? So we're living in a world without social memory complex. Yeah, this is not a social memory complex. This is not a unified society. There is not that kind of spiritual unity, um, deep bondedness, spiritual, metaphysical, um, metaphysical harmonizing, harmonized uh, unity, unified condition of the society. That's weird. Actually, it's a little bit painful. So don't be an embodier for fame also means um, don't expect um, to be understood and liked and valued. (laughs) Make sure you have your own self-respect and value and appreciation and self-understanding. As much as possible, all that we want from others we can try to at least get from ourselves. And some people will be very happy with you and love you deeply and value value you highly, sure. But for most people, no. And even the people close to us commonly don't understand us so well. How well do they understand themselves? How well do I understand myself? How important am, are you to me? How important am I to you? Eh, somewhat. So that's also what it means, don't be an embodier for fame, meaning not attached to... Uh, being known and valued as we wish by any other. (laughs) That's a big matter. It doesn't mean become a misanthrope. It just means uh, see where they're coming from in regard to us rather than project our hope or our dread. Don't be a storehouse of schemes. Also could be um, don't accumulate useless plans (laughs) for things that are unimportant. Don't don't get don't don't spend a lot of time doing what's not valuable. Uh, there are little things that are valuable, but you got to know the difference between what's valuable and and not much valuable and what's really harmful. Don't be an undertaker of projects. Um, don't make service a project. Do what you believe in. Be true to yourself and do what you believe in, and if that involves helping others in this way or that, that's great. But that's not um, seeking fame. It's um, being authentic. Don't be a proprietor of wisdom. Don't sell yourself. Don't sell your attainment. Don't commercialize. Don't market yourself. You're not a commodity. But do whatever you want. But it doesn't have to be. But you won't be well (laughs) if you are selling attainment, selling the fruits of attainment. Embody to the fullest what has no end. I would say embody to the fullest what has no form. (laughs) Embody the formless. Hmm. That's called spiritualization of my body. Uh, And wander where there's no trail. (laughs) Uh, The pathless path. The gateless gate. Yes, sir. Chan understood this. Hold on to what you've received from heaven, but don't think you've forgotten anything. Hold on to what is... uh, Hold on to or... Stay true to the spiritual. But don't imagine it a thing. Don't, don't bring, don't, don't cheapen it into the world of polarity. Don't cheapen essence into the world of polarity. Be empty. That is all. Uh, be sunya. Aham uh, sunya. Sunya hum. Empty self. But that's not a thing either. Don't think you've gotten anything. Don't think any, don't think that attainment is a thing or a state of mind, it isn't. The perfect man uses his mind like a mirror that doesn't mean he is his mind he knows that there's something called mind he uses it carefully but he knows he is not mind obviously I is not is not Vijnana the perfect man uses his mind like a mirror going after nothing, welcoming nothing which really means uh, uh, clinging to not clinging to what comes in Going after nothing, welcoming nothing, responding, but not storing. Don't accumulate. Therefore, he can win out over things, in quotes, really, because it's not about a victory or domination, and not hurt himself. Win out over things really means harmonize with things, with polarity on a string. And that all all goes back to Wu Wei Uh, non interference, non interruption which is exactly the same as Green Ray and Unconditional Acceptance and Sati. So uh, the way of mindfulness, Sati, non-grasping, attentiveness, is the way of Anahata Chakra, Green Ray, Fourth Chakra, Unconditional Love and Acceptance, is Wu Wei, is the basis of the Janran, is the realization that polarity is on a string, on a single string. And there is fate and destiny and that which is beyond our ability to change um, which is called making peace with the 10,000 things uh, as they are. Um, And knowing I is not a thing. So uh, win out over things quote, or harmonize, perfect harmonize with the, the world of things and not hurt yourself. That's pretty important. So that'll be it for today. Next time, we'll pick up at Chapter 6, and that'll take a couple of weeks, and that'll conclude the series. So, thank you. I hope you're well. I hope you've enjoyed this. Take good care. See you next time, and good night.